It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... Hi, this is Chris Janke, host of the Health in the Real World podcast. When I'm not interviewing podcast guests... I'm training and teaching fitness to my wonderful clients. If you don't have a trainer, coach, or teacher who's helping you with your fitness, text me and I can get you started for free. Text WORKOUT to 408-883-4442. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Janke and I'm joined today by Yolandi Hamilton. Yolandi is a personal style and confidence coach for women to feel liberated, in control, and confident in their style and body using psychology. Yolandi, welcome. Hi, it's so good to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming in today. Um, and uh, start off with just kind of embellishing on your biography, who you are, kind of how you got into this, and uh, and who you help. Yeah, so it really evolved over a number of years through personal experiences, which uh, would be the valleys of life, as I like to put it, where I saw how I not only was neglecting myself, but that the way in which I was dressing was communicating to others that I was neglecting myself, but also that they didn't need to treat me with any, you know, priority or respect or Um, you know, that I just wasn't important basically. And it was okay for me to like sink into the background. So um, between that, uh, a not so great divorce uh, and a number of years observing women in retail, um, 16 plus to be exact, I saw a lot of patterns with women, not only limiting themselves, but passing that along generationally and teaching their children, their grandchildren, nieces, nephews, Um, and like friends to limit themselves and think like, you know, oh, I can't wear this because I don't have the body or I can't wear this because I'm too tall. I'm too old. I'm too short. Like there were too many twos. Um, and so I really wanted to marry that psychological perspective with people digging deep, kind of reaching back and healing some of their trauma issues that they probably don't even recognize as traumatic, uh, where people say things like, you know, when you're growing up, you know, oh, it's just a chubby phase, you'll grow out of it, you know, like, that sticks with you. And people just kind of brush it off, we think like, oh, it's not important. But um, I heard something recently that just because it's not top of mind doesn't mean it's not still there. And those are the things that really hang around and manifest in the closet. And that's what I work to bust with women every day is like, going to the closet, loving what you see. And when you put it on, loving it even more because it's truly representative of who you are. Wow. So say that again, just because it's not top of mind doesn't mean it's not not there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, Yeah. That's so interesting that you chose it. And like you had all this experience, you said what, 16 years, right. And doing fashion and, and things of that nature. And you're using that as a way to get deeper into the psyche of women. And I've never really thought about that before that like the way you dress communicates 
I mean, I guess I've thought about it, but not in the way that you're, you're going about it, right? You're, you're sort of like life coaching through fashion choices, right? Yeah, that's actually a really good way to put it. uh, Because I say all the time that your clothes are not the problem. You're, it's a symptom of the actual problem, which the problem is between your two ears and the way that you're thinking about it. Right. That makes sense. Your clothes are not the problem. It's a symptom of the problem. Um, so how your, your transition from going from sort of helping yourself and, and realizing, oh, I'm dressing in a way that's putting me in the background and people aren't taking me seriously to conquering that, dressing in a way that expresses who you truly are and who you want to be and then transitioning to helping other women do the same. What was, what did that look like? What's the story behind that? So it really started uh, right after I filed for divorce in, what was that? Oh my God, 2018. Um, I started binging the self-help books, um, you know, the Mel and the Tony Robbins and, you know, thinking about the way in which I'm approaching the world and, you know, is the world the problem or is the way I'm approaching the world the problem? And I, as I read through that with all my history in working in the style industry and in retail and fashion, I saw a lot of overlap in how when you look at a problem and you place the blame externally, we do the same thing with our wardrobes. And so I made all these connections with, okay, the way I'm thinking about it is actually where the problem is. There's nothing wrong with the clothing item or with my body. It's the way I'm thinking about it. Just like, you know, people are talking a lot these days about handling their money issues and their money mindset. Like all of those things that we heard growing up, those are right on the same level as style issues. It's really just so um, internal that for years and years and years, we've had this societal focus on, well, it's style, it's outside. It's what people see on the outside, you know, and like, don't judge a book by the cover. But the problem right. is that's just how the human brain works. Like we yeah. automatically make those assumptions. We make those judgments. And um, I realized that after I went through divorce, that the way I had been dressing was hiding myself. I had fallen back on a lot of societal norms and societal um, expectations of, oh, I'm a mom now. Moms don't have time. Moms, you know, like the sloppier you look, the better. Like I was going for some, you know, <laughs> stressed mom award. Like where's my my stressed mom hall of fame award? Put me right. up there next to, you know, Kate and her eight kids. Um, so I, I started making those connections between reading those self-help books and wanting to work on myself and make myself a better person and seeing that, okay, not only does this apply to the the way I'm thinking, the kind of person I'm being, how I'm treating others, but also how I'm treating myself. And that this is really a symptom of how much I value myself and how much I'm telling others to value myself. And then the pandemic hit and you know, it rearranged life, I think for everybody. And then it was uh, back to sweatpants and pajamas. And <laughs> yeah. And to a certain extent, it was, you know, the yoga pants, the sweatpants. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just because I'm home doesn't mean I have to do this. So, right. you know, I still made an effort every day to get dressed, even if it was just jeans and a graphic tee, which I love a good graphic tee. Um, they're my thing. And I, made the effort every day to put something on, put a little bit of makeup on, even if I wasn't leaving the house, like 
I still had to go out and check the mail and people could see me. So I was like, right. why not? Right. You know, <laughs> get dressed up to go to the mailbox. It's cool. And then I saw so many others as we started to reopen things slowly that they were struggling with like, okay, well, I've been wearing sweatpants forever. How do I, how do I not do that anymore? And I saw with that in conjunction with a lot of healing that people had been doing because they were forced to be alone. They had to face themselves essentially that it was time to bring that all together. And thus the business was born. Very cool. It's a very long answer for how I got there. But. No, that's great. Uh, that's great. I mean, it's your, it's your interview. That's why, that's why we're here. Um, you, you said something a few minutes ago about, um, you know, the, that, that is just human nature, right? We, we judge a book by its cover. And I think, um, I mean, yeah, it, there's no other way, right? Like you see somebody that you don't know. I know nothing about this person. I'm going to see what, maybe the way they walk, how tall, how fit they are, what they're wearing, you know, how that's probably it. You know, there's very few things that we judge. Now, obviously we can get to know the person as an individual. You know, you and I are going to be talking for about 20, 30 minutes today. We're going to get to know each other a little bit, but you know, first impressions are first impressions, right? So you're taking something that, like you said, fashion has always been, you know, and even with a negative connotation, the word superficial, right? There are some people who are just all oh, fashion is superficial, but you're, you're, again, you're connecting it to something that's deeper, like who you actually are and how you want to present in the world. Yeah. And I like what you said about the mailbox, because there's another quote that my friend used to say in, when I was back in college, she said, um, the way you do small things is the way you do big things. And if you, if you don't look the way that you want to present in the world to walk to the mailbox, then it's going to be a struggle when you go to that interview or that board meeting or that client's house or whatever it is, you want to be in integrity, right? You, so I think that's awesome. You, you're like, well, my, my, my day out is going to the mailbox, so I'm going to dress up. So let's do this. Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I would throw on heels to go to the grocery store. I was like, well, I mean. <laughs> I know they don't have any toilet paper, but I got to go look. So, you know, I better look great while I'm doing it. Um, the toilet yeah. paper shortage. I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So what are, um, okay, fast forward a little bit more. Now you have, you've sort of addressed your own uh, what incongruencies with how you're dressing, right? What's inside versus what's outside. And you're starting to help other women do the same. What are some results and, and feedback that you're getting from them? about your work with them? The biggest thing that they all uh, agree on is they had no idea how much uh, mom, grandma, aunts, um, those are the main three, influenced their choices. And even if they had some level of awareness, like they, they knew like, oh, my mom used to say that, they didn't always make that connection between mom said that, therefore I do this. And so I really encourage our first like two sessions. That's pretty much mostly what we talk about is, you know, what were your early experiences around your parents with people and, you know, their style? What were the things that you heard others say? Like you mentioned, you know, style is superficial. It's vain. Okay. Well, if that's what you think, let's take a look at that belief. Where did you hear that first? Was that something that, you know, your mom said when you were out at the grocery store, cause she saw someone like me who was in heels getting toilet paper and was like, 
oh my God, look at that woman. What is she doing in her heels at the grocery store? It's just the grocery store, you know, like, okay. So that was mom's opinion, but is that also your opinion? Is that what you truly believe when you see someone who looks like that? Or do you see someone who's dressed really well like that and secretly feel inside? Like I should be able to dress that well all the time too. but I don't know how. And also mom said that that's for people who are vain. And if you're vain, then you're selfish and selfish people are bad or evil. So there's like a chain reaction of thoughts that goes really deep that most don't connect with mom just saying that one comment Well, really mom triggered like a whole snowball effect of thoughts and beliefs for you to latch onto about your appearance. And that is the number one that they all are like, blown away once they see that connection on how mom said this. And therefore I do this as a result that they just like, they are literally like, wow, they, they literally go speechless. And it's honestly one of my favorite moments to see that light bulb and that, you know, aha, that they can break free from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is a wow moment. That's pretty, that is very interesting. Cause that comment, I'm sure I heard that comment when I was growing up and I'm sure there's that snowball, right? It's like, okay, that leads to this, that leads to this. And then therefore, if you dress up to go to the grocery store, you're a bad person. And so I'm not going to, you know, like the whole, the whole internal dialogue. So for you, so you did mention you were in the fashion industry for 16 years. What made you um, dive, like marry that to the psychology of it? Were were you, did you major in psychology or, because, you know, some people would be in the fashion industry for 16 years, like, Another path you could have gone is just like dressing women up like, oh, okay, you're, you're going to wear this boom. And then just do that. But you're going deeper. What made you make that uh, connection? I've always been a very curious individual and uh, very young growing up. I loved science. Like my Sundays were turn on the discovery channel and see what solar system documentary they had on. And then like flip back over to TLC when TLC did actual, you know, educational content and, you know, like what do they have on or, you know, are we in the Serengeti? And so I was always asking questions and always curious about why, why is something happening? Why are we making that choice? And the older I got, the more, um, especially in high school, when I took psychology classes, I started to dive deeper into like the whys we as humans, why we do things. Um, and then I also had an adopted daughter who had uh, some bipolar, uh, not bipolar, um, borderline personality disorders. And so there was a lot of like mental discovery there. So I had all these like breadcrumbs along the way throughout life that really kind of pushed me into being curious about how the brain works, how the brain interprets things. Why does the brain interpret things that way? Why did we make that decision based on, you know, what the brain did and the output that we got versus the input that was into the brain. And then uh, on top of that, having all that time, uh, because my specialty was dressing the mannequins within retail stores. So I was pretty much like a lone ranger which allowed me to just kind of hang out in the background and observe people. And so I got like, I literally got 16 years of observational research on watching women, watching what they were saying um, and overhearing conversations and the actions from those conversations uh, that really connected everything. Once I got to that point in my divorce where I was reading those self-help books and trying to work on myself I saw like, oh, this is like that time that that lady came in and said, blah, blah, blah. 
ah, I get it now. It makes sense as to why she said that. Wow. That's awesome. The, the self-help books and, and fashion and presenting yourself to the world in a way that aligns with who you are and who you want to be. That just, it, it, it makes a lot of sense now. I, I really, um, I think it's awesome what you're doing. Um, Yolandi, give us, uh, like bring us home. You're going to go in front of a university graduation. You are the keynote speaker and your talk is about how you think the graduates can get the most out of their lives. So you can go whatever direction you want to go, big picture. You're the, you're the Tony Robbins, you're Mel Robbins. You're up there and giving your motivational talk. What would you say? It's most important to portray yourself as authentically as possible, whether that be through not only your style, but also through your actions and your words, because while they are going to see your physical appearance first, what's going to really bring them in is the energy that you're giving off, which is the way you're carrying yourself, you know, your facial expressions, be open to connection and use that appearance as a tool to build those connections with the people that matter most to you. Because when you are in alignment on the outside with what's on the inside, people are gonna see that and you're gonna automatically draw the right people and opportunities to you. So make sure that you do the deep dive inside, examine who you are, what's important to you, and find a way to translate that that works best for you to the outside so that when people do judge your book by the cover, they are interested in what's written on the pages. Awesome. That's awesome. So Yolandi, how do people get in touch with you? Um, website, social media, email addresses? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can follow me over on Instagram at Hamilton Styling. Um, definitely shoot me a DM. I love making new friends, love getting to know people. And you can pop over to my website, hamiltonstyling.com. And I do have a tool that I'd like everybody to access, to download. It's the Your Weekly Wardrobe Planning Tool. And it helps you uh, style seven outfits once you get proficient in less than 10 minutes. Um, I can do it now in about seven. And it really gives you that moment to sit down once a week and make yourself the priority so that when you get up in the morning, you don't have to think about what you're wearing. You've already done it. And you know you're going to like jump into your day looking and feeling great. Wow. You can, you can pick your whole wardrobe in 10 minutes. For a, a whole, whole week, yes. For a whole week. Wow. Okay. Everyone go check that out. How do they get it? How do they get a hold of that? It's on your website? Uh, it's right on the landing page for hamiltonstyling.com, right below the header. You can just click on the button and download that. Actually, you can go to um, bit.ly slash style number seven in 10. Um, style is capitalized. Um, and that'll take you directly there to it if you don't want to go through the landing page. Cool. Sounds good. Well, again, uh, I'm Chris Janke, joined today with Yolandi Hamilton, Health in the Real World podcast. Yolandi, thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate you coming on. It's been a pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.